Stafford going to the end zone, reaching up and making the grab. Odell Beckham Jr. Stafford buys time, protection is good, and so is the pass. Henderson came out of the backfield. Jefferson in motion. Henderson, nice cutback. Hey everyone, welcome to a other East Coast Rams podcast. I am your host, Ashton Spencer, here with my awesome co-host, Zach Mayer. How is it going? Oh, all things good, man. Man, man, it just really feels like we just finished the Super Bowl. We're, we're in victory mode, and now we're all, you know, just just within, a, you know, just over a month, and now we're talking about free agency. We're losing players left and right, it seems. Um, but man, what a, what a crazy start and we're entering season two of the pod, which is awesome. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's going to be our first off season. So, uh, we took a little bit of time off after the Super Bowl. That was a lot of emotions. Uh, we're going to try to put out pods as often as we can when we have something of substance to say, like, I think that's one thing me and Zach want to pride ourselves on is having a very quality podcast and me and Zach, neither of us are very big. Uh, you can call them draft heads or like super into the draft. I know a few, uh, college teams. I watch a few, so like I can give insights into those, um, players but there i don't see a lot of value in me talking about the draft when i don't know a lot of the you know recruits uh so to say no yeah i agree i I agree with you i mean i went to the combine just to kind of hey i'm in indianapolis so i was able to check it out uh you know for free but you know i knew a couple of the players names just because you know they're local stars from purdue and you know uh the university of cincinnati and you know i know a couple of those uh those players but other than that you know I kind of, you know, keep my eyes out and see what, you know, what, what, what's needed for the Rams. But outside of that, I don't know the players too in depth, but when it comes to the Rams team themselves, you know, that's, that's where our, you know, bread and butter come. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We have a lot more knowledge about the team clearly than we do like random recruits and we don't want to be fake on here. We don't want to pretend uh, we want to have good content. So Talking about offseason, this offseason has been, I don't know, Zach, if you remember offseason with more quarterbacks moving around, but it has been insanity. I feel like it's eight or nine QBs have switched teams. Yeah, I, I kind of felt like, you know, 2021, we thought that was going to be a big roller coaster ride. And, you know, you know, you had the obviously the Jared Goff and um, Matt Stafford trade and, and things like that. But uh, and Carson Wentz moving to the Colts and things like that. You know, there was there was some shakeup there. Um, but man, this year it just seems like we're just we're just you know taking the quarterbacks, put them in a snow globe, and shaking them up and see where they land. Um, we had some big surprises there, and Rogers sticking around with the Packers, um, those things like that. But but what I see the most is everyone f- leaving the NFC and going for the AFC. Yeah, a lot of big names going to the NFC or oh, out of the NFC into the AFC. You do have Tom Brady coming back. So a lot of big moves 
Uh, it's going to be interesting to see where it all settles because we are recording this podcast on Tuesday night at 8 o'clock. And basically, since we're recording now, uh, I guarantee you, Zach, uh, something big will happen in the next hour or two, <laughs> uh, right after we're done recording, because that's our luck. But in uh, reality, we're kind of down to only a handful of quarterbacks where we don't really know what the home is. I mean, Baker Mayfield and probably Jimmy G are probably the two biggest, probably two leftover names. I, I you know, I hesitate to call them the biggest names, but the two um you know, probably weighted names left in the market. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's still a few other big free agents also to be signed. So that's where I feel like a lot of people are waiting for the chips to land or kind of like everything to land. Uh, But we're going to be breaking down our podcast into four segments. Like we always do re-signings, departures, signings in our upcoming draft picks in the 2022 NFL draft. So let's kick off things with re-signing Zach. Um this was a lot of surprising re-signings, not so surprising re-signings. Uh Zach, uh, the start off what re-signing surprised you the most? Uh, I mean, I would definitely, if, if, if we're looking at re-signings, um, you know, Brandon Powell and I, and I don't, I wouldn't say I was necessarily surprised. I mean, I was surprised because again, when you're, when you're looking at the wide receiver depth that the Rams had, um, you know, bringing on Brandon Powell, um, even for his one year deal was, was surprising, but at, at the same time, it wasn't because he played such a pivotal role, um, in the punt return team. And especially in the second half of the season that, you know, it was kind of a, a no brainer, um, to re-sign. Um, so as far as the re-signs go, I think, I think Brandon Powell, the ones that we've already done, I think that one was probably the most shocking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Zach. Um, I just have to say Brandon Powell is the first returner we have had in the last few years where I wasn't instantly scared to death that he was going to fumble any given time. Uh, and that's that to me is worth a one-year deal. I'm happy the Rams re-signed him. I feel like he has a potential to be a very special player. I actually hope he starts to get chances as a wide receiver. He just has that it factor when he touches the ball, and I want to see if he has that same thing when he's on the field in the regular offense, and I hope they give him that chance this upcoming year because I feel like um he's just not another guy. He doesn't come off to me like that, and um he was a big part of our Super Bowl run last year, and I hope he's a big part of another one this year. And yeah, I, I totally agree because, you know, a lot of times what teams do is when they get these punt returners, I mean, Tutu Atwell was supposed to be the punt returner until he was injured, but you know, the punt returners and, you know, Tavon Austin, when he back in the St. Louis Rams days, you know, he was the punt returner for a while and, or for the, for the first year that he was there. And so they, they do this, they give, they give people a chance by being the punt returner, seeing how he's able to hold the ball, see how he's able to move on the field. Um, and then give him those opportunities. And so as long as he's able to continue that that forward momentum that it seems like he has, I think he's going to have a good opportunity, um, you know, to play in the, you know, the the 3-4 slot, you know, um, down the road and just continue that depth um, in the wide receivers and more weapons that Matthew Stafford has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, I would say the most surprising contract that 
we have given to one of our free agents was Brian Allen. Not because I don't think Brian Allen was good or wasn't good last year. He was clearly a solid center. He had his moments and he had his bad moments, but overall I thought he did a good job. Um he is a relatively low cap hit, six million. Um, I believe his one year isn't too bad. We're paying like combined three out of our five O linemen like eight mil this upcoming year. So uh, you definitely have less need working a lot of magic with some of these contracts. And um, it just to me, there were some free agent centers that I thought could have been better. So it was interesting to see them rock with Allen another year and kind of keep with that consistency. And um, hopefully he never snaps the ball over Stafford's head again the way he did against Tampa Bay. I never want to see that again. No, yeah, it was it was a total miscommunication of what happened. Um, and I, th- I think that's, you know, I think that's a one and done and that that's not going to happen again. You know, going on a surprising note is that when you look at all the re-signings that we've done so far, we signed two centers. Which is kind of which is kind of crazy. Um, you know, we, we did the backup of Coleman Shelton too, um, and you know when Brian Allen was injured, you know for those couple of games, and you know Colton Shelton had to step in. He did a great job stepping in. I mean, a good on Matthew Stafford too, who went from a right hand to a left hand and then had to go back to a right hand again. But you know, it's just this this game where they they really want to make sure that they have the positions that Matthew Stafford and we'll talk about his contract here in a bit, but making sure that the offensive the offensive line and the offensive weapons are there for Stafford to continue this upward trend and make sure that this Rams team is going to be uh, competitive for years to come. Yeah, I definitely think that Coleman Shelton. Um, I think they're wanting him to be the next right guard. I personally think he'll lose it in training camp to Ankrum. I really think um, I because I watch a lot of South Carolina football, so mm-hmm. I in turn watch a good amount of Clemson football. And Ankrum's the real, real deal. I was really happy when we drafted him. I like them coming out of college, and uh, everything that the Rams have shown me about him is they have a lot of faith, right? Mm-hmm. And I think he can win that job over Shelton. Great. That's awesome. Um, and then uh, let's talk about uh, Joe Nopum. He was the other, uh, before we get to Matt Stafford, uh, Matthew Stafford, Matthew Stafford. Uh, we'll go with Joe Nopum. Um, a three-year, $40 million deal, $25 million of that's guaranteed. Um, you know, the heir apparent to Whitworth, right? Um, I think we were, I think prior to this signing, we were concerned that we were going to lose Joe Nopum. Um, you know, we, we never heard, we, you know, obviously Whitworth, you know, we were anticipating his retirement, but that wasn't, you know, we were, we just kept going on and on and on and we never heard an official, you know, Hey, I'm retired. Um, and so we were, I mean, I, I was thinking, and I, you know, I, looking at, you know, other um, spectators in this game, you know, we were kind of concerned that we could possibly lose Nopum to another team, especially if they were offering, you know, decent money. No, I definitely agree. Uh, Nopum was a worry that we'd lose him because he is underrated. I think a lot of other fans or especially of other teams that don't 
know about no boom they're like spelling the doom for our offensive line and they're like oh they lost a big wit like it, it their left side of their line is gonna be garbage now and they don't realize anytime no boom has stepped in if you did not tell people he was in the game you wouldn't have realized that that wasn't uh whitworth mm-hmm. he has been excellent um he's not perfect he isn't as good as you know wit but I honestly believe he'll end up getting to that point in a year or two. And he is um, almost as good of a replacement as you can get. And a great homegrown guy. I'm happy he didn't leave. Um, I, you know, he is worth the money we're giving him. Uh, his contract isn't too bad. So overall, I'm, I'm pretty uh, pumped to have him there and not to lose him, definitely. Yeah, I, I, I can't agree more. Um... You know, it, it was going to be hard to replace Whitworth, and I think Joe Nopum is going to do a great job at that. So let's talk about the biggest um, re-signing or extension, if you will, with uh, Matthew Stafford uh, getting a four-year extension with a hundred worth one hundred and sixty million. One hundred and thirty-five million of that is guaranteed. Um, looks like he's not going to be, uh, you know, going to do too bad on our uh, cap hit, at least for the first year. Um, what are your initial thoughts on that extension, especially compared to, you know, the extensions that were given out to Aaron Rodgers? Um, you know, I feel like overall, uh, Stafford took less money than he could have. You, you see, uh, Aaron Rodgers, his salary as an example, um, not saying he played as good as uh, Rodgers did last year during the regular season, but overall you could argue he's worth that much money, and he took significant pay cuts in order for the team to be able to build a roster around him in the next two or three years. Um, I'm, you know, I think he's worth it, personally. Uh, it's not every... Not every team gets to have a quarterback as good as Stafford. Uh, you can ask a lot of teams about that. Uh, you, you know, like some teams have never had a good QB in their history. Mm-hmm. The Rams have only really ever had like three really good to great QBs in our entire history. Um, you could say Goff was above average or like decent, but he wasn't. To the level that Stafford is, I think I think that's pretty clear, and I hope we all can agree that now, agree on that now. Yeah, you know for sure. I mean, you have to you have to respect Matthew Stafford, especially what he's done this year. I mean, he went from a team who he you know he was in a handful of playoff positions and never won one to you know being on a Super Bowl winning team in one seat like one season. He was a Super Bowl winning quarterback. He has as many Super Bowl rings as Aaron Rodgers and, you know, roughly around the same time period. Um, so it's it's just it's it's silly. And, you know, and I think you, you're going to see the fallout. And I think we kind of started to see the fallout, especially on the Packers standards of, you know, you know, if you build your team around, you know, just spending all the money on one player, you're going to lose good players. And, you know, unfortunately, they, you know, Devontae and Adams left, you know, left them and, and things like that on his own free will. Um, granted, we're, we'll go over some other Rams uh, departures, which is going to, you know, kind of be heart wrenching a little bit. But, um, 
but they're not all, they're not also based on, you know, Hey, I'm just going to leave to go to a different team. Um, so I, I think this is great. I think the Rams culture is great. I think that this is why people want to play here. This is why Matthew Stafford wants to continue his legacy here. And again, I'm saying continue his legacy. I don't think he's done um, with just this one championship. So um, I, I'm, I'm really happy for him. I'm happy that he was able to work at a deal that was beneficial for him and his family, um, but also make sure that the Rams, you know, that he's going to be able to continue that, um, continue the wins, continue the winning record because I don't think he's satisfied with, I was on a, you know, a poor team again, he loved Detroit and, but being on a, you know, mostly non-winning team for 12 seasons and only having one, and then just going back to one championship. I think he's, he, he's craving a little bit more and um, wanting to, you know, succeed more than he has. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't necessarily the team. It was more like the, dysfunction of the organization itself that uh really was um hard on Stafford's career and good on him for sticking through it and trying to make the best out of a lot of bad situations but he eventually got fed up with it and you know if you're a Detroit fan listening to this I think you guys are moving in a really good direction but Stafford didn't want to go through another rebuild Therefore, he wanted to go somewhere where it looked like he would have an opportunity to succeed last year and the next upcoming few years. And I think anyone thinking the Rams' window has closed, uh, you're going to see this year, it hasn't closed. They're going to have a chance at other championship. I can't, yeah, I I agree. So, Zach, let's go ahead and get to the tough part of the pod and start talking about our departures. Um, yeah, I guess we can start with Bobby Trees, man. Uh, it sucks. Just, just pull the Band-Aid. Just rip the Band-Aid yeah. off. Yeah, rip rip the Band-Aid. It sucks. Um, you know, I kind of knew it was coming after... After we sign our big signing, we'll get into that in a little bit. But man, it uh, it did not hurt any less. Yeah, and you know, and I think that when the initial reports came out, because you know Robert Woods is going to be traded to the um, the Tennessee Titans, uh, and all the Rams are getting for it, getting for him is a twenty twenty three, not even a twenty twenty two, a twenty twenty three sixth round pick. Um, you know, it does save uh, 10 million cap savings, um, which I think is the main reason why they did it um, was for the cap savings. And, you know, again, you, when people think about it, you're like, you gave away Robert Woods for a sixth round pick in 2023. How does that make any sense? And, you know, when we, when we, after the fact, we kind of look at what happened and, um, the fact is, is that yes, they were, they had, because they did their new signing, they were trying to save money where they could. And unfortunately, um, Robert Woods was the, you know, the sacrificial lamb who, who had to, but there was a lot of teams that were interested in Robert Woods and, you know, everywhere from the bears to the Eagles, um, various teams were, were looking at him, but what they did right was they asked, Robert Woods, where would you want to go? If, if we're doing this, we need you to choose where you want to go. And he wanted to go to the Titans and I can't blame him. I mean, being a wide receiver with AJ Brown, 
Um, you know, Tannehill, I'm still not a hundred percent sure on Tannehill, but, um, but being on a team that, you know, that has, you know, Henry on the team, um, they, they have, they're, they're, a, they're a good offense as a whole. Um, so I, I respect, I res, I respect Robert Woods for choosing a, t- choosing his own team and allowing the, and the Rams, you know, granting that, because I think they deserved, if they were going to trade him, I think he deserved to go to the team. He's done everything for this team. Um, you know, he put his blood, sweat, and tears into this team. He was aggressive. I mean, you look at the Rams wide receivers and they're the only wide receivers who will, you know, they will block, like they will block two times their size to make sure that they get that play executed the way that it was designed to. And um, Robert Woods is, is, you know, he's a, he's a leader on that team. We've, we're losing a lot of leaders on this team, but again, he's one who's been there for a while and um, it's just, it's just going to be hard for him to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He definitely set the standard, um, help m- kind of mentor cup into the player cup is today. And um, it, you know, it's not easy to see him go. He's been a fan favorite. He's been one of my favorite players uh, since I've been watching the Rams and it's, it sucks. Um, we'll get into what we exactly think on kind of his replacement. And I'm going to call it that because um, I think you ignore the situation. If you don't call it a replacement, he got replaced. Um, And, you know, it isn't that he wasn't a great player for us. He was. I think our scheme is changing. And I don't think he is conducive to the new scheme and how McVeigh now wants to run this team built around Stafford versus how it was built around Goff. So we'll get yeah. into that in a little bit. Um, Andrew Whitworth, another hard one, another <laughs> keystone of this team. Both Woods and Whitworth came in around the same time. Um, he retired. He's done 16 years, five years with the Rams, 11 years with the Bengals, two Super Bowl appearances, uh, both with the Rams, and a championship and a Walter Payne Man of the Year award. Uh, he's done a little bit of everything. He's, in my eyes, going to be a uh, Hall of Famer. I, I do think he'll get in there. And, uh, man, what a guy and uh, what a Ram. For sure. And again, you know, he, he was one of the voices on the, on the Rams offense who, you know, he picked them up when, when they weren't doing well, you know, he's, he's been through it all. I mean, he was with the Bengals for 11, uh, 11 seasons. Um, I, I don't know. I don't even know if he made any of those into the playoffs, maybe one or two, but, um, but you know, he's, he went through uh, so much hardship with the Bengals. He's, you know, then he came to the Rams. He brought that, you know, the veteran experience that they needed to the Rams and then, you know, helped, you know, Matt Stafford, you know, protect him, guide him um, into this, not guide him as far as, you know, being a QB, but into this system and um, giving him the boost of morale, you know, coming from outside in. Um, so he's going to, he's, he's hard to replace. I mean, obviously we have Joe Nopum as a, as a player um, and, I think Joe Nopoop is going to fill in and be able to, you know, be as successful as a player. But, you know, again, when you lose a leader and, you know, this is the second offensive leader um, that we're losing, 
it's it's going to be tough. Um, and I hope that the Rams offense and especially the offensive line finds that new leader, um, whether it's in Nopum, whether whether it's in Brian Allen, whether it's Havenstein, things like that. I think if as long as they um, they, they need to find a new voice on that offensive line. Matthew Stafford, obviously he's going to be in charge, but they need, you know, they need another key leader on that line. That's going to be able to, to motivate that, that offensive line. Uh, we also lose Johnny Hecker, another keystone of the franchise. Um, one, one of the only leftovers from the St. Louis Rams. I mean, it was him, Havenstein, and and Aaron Donald, Donald. I think, are those are the only three that were left, and um, we now lose another. Yeah. Um, I mean, it felt like after a rough 2019 year, or no, not 2019, 2020 year, um, he did fine this year when he won out in training camp and decided to take a pay cut. But it felt like his time was coming near Zach. It just felt like the Rams were ready to move on, um, try out something else. Um, They gave him another run to try to get a Super Bowl, and he got it. Um, He did better in the playoffs, I would say, than uh, during the regular season, at least in my opinion. Um, He's had... He's really on or off game by game. He was this last year, and he signs with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, to me, it's just about that time that he moves on. Yeah, and you know when we go when we're going through all these lists. I mean, I think I mean obviously Andrew Whitworth. We knew. I think we we knew the writing ones were on the wall that he was going to be retiring. He won the Super Bowl. He was going to retire. Johnny Hecker. I think we're in the same boat. Uh, we're on the same page. Is that you know. Yes, we we saw his decline, and they gave him another shot. He was successful, got to the Super Bowl. Um, at some point, players do have to go. A ten years is a long run um, to in the NFL to be on one team, especially in the more recent years. Um, and you know he he's he's done a lot for this team. You know he did a lot to help with the move and the transition over here. Um, you know I think you know when. Um, uh, Greg Zerline left and the, and the long snapper at that time, I think we knew that, you know, the end was coming for Hecker eventually. And um, it is what it is. So un- as sad as I am that Hecker is leaving, you know, it is one of those things that I think we knew was coming. Mm-hmm. And then Von Miller signs with the bills. Um, this is simple, Zach. We weren't going to match that Buffalo bills uh, offer. They, they, he heard the big, loud dump truck full of movie or money kind of like back up into his front driveway walked out and they just dumped a whole load of cash in front of him and he couldn't refuse and like who who can blame them like i don't get the people who hate on players for taking some of these really great contracts for the player like on the player perspective like so to me, it, it, this goes into two ways and I, I don't disagree with that, and, but I think it also depends if you're, you look at the Buffalo Bills and they are, they are a good team. I mean, they, sh- you know, for the most part, people probably think they should have been in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, their duel against, you know, Mahomes um, and, you know, and unfortunately losing because of, you know, what our current tiebreaker rules are. Um but you know, I, I I don't I don't disagree that I don't think any player should be um, 
especially when, especially in this situation, you know, would I be very surprised if this happened to Aaron Donald, which I, again, I'm not hoping that would ever happen, but I would, you know, that would be like a sticker shock. Oh, you're going away from a team that's actually really good to whatever other team, just because you get paid the more money. Bob Miller is going to, you know, going to a, a successful program um, looking to hopefully maybe even get a third ring. Um, it, it, this isn't like he's going to the jets or he's going somewhere like that. This is a capable team where he's going to be making money and hopefully, you know, be able to extend his legacy even more than he has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just don't think he would have been worth the cap it. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think mean? I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, the Rams were trying. Apparently, you know, the morning of the signing, they were still. They thought they were still in contention to get him. I think the Bills were just like, nope, we're we're we want to win a Super Bowl now, and we think Von Miller will bring um, that veteran uh, and that that's. I think that just that pres his presence. I mean, we saw what he did to Aaron Donald. Like he was Aaron Donald's hype man. You know, if he can do that again for the Bills, you know, that's that's worth the money in its of itself. So. Um, we didn't go to his contract. It was, it's reported as a six year, $120 million contract. Um, that kind of is a little overblown a little bit just because there is an out after three seasons. Um, so, you know, for the most part, it's a three year deal, but it could be extended for a six year, $120 million total. Uh, Darius Williams, he moves on to the Jaguars getting that bag, um, it felt like after this last year, Zach, it, uh, it kind of another person that it felt like their time was just naturally coming to an end with the Rams. I loved his kind of like underdog story last year mm-hmm. and him playing as a top 15 corner. It was amazing. Uh, but let's be honest with ourselves. He was not up to the billing this year. He was an average cornerback too. Uh, around there, uh, he he had his moments, but overall, I there was a significant dip in his play, and you can notice it. There were games where he was actively getting picked on. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm happy he got the bag from the Jaguars. I'm happy it wasn't the Rams that paid him as much as he got paid. Yeah, I mean, when when you have a you know. Um you know, a rookie who's coming in is playing just as well, um, if not better than you, then I think you knew that your writing's probably going on going to be on the wall and that you're going to be moving on. And I think, again, it's one of those easier pills to swallow as a, as a fan um, watching this team is like, you kind of see this on the wall and you're kind of expecting it. You, you want him, you want every player to do well. And you were glad that he was on the team and he got a Super Bowl, and we're happy for him. And um, but again, you, you're always trying to make your team successful. And I think he can be successful, um, with the Jaguars. Um, I, you know, I just think the, the Rams have that depth, um, where they, they don't have to pay, um, for a, uh, for that position for his, you know, his specific skill set. when I think they have somebody, um, in the rear that, that can pull that slack, if not, you know, maybe edge that, that out. Mm-hmm. And then to round out these re-signings, Corbett goes to the Panthers, Munt goes to the Vikings, and Oboe goes to the Texans. Um, 
any of those guys pique your interest. Uh, I think they're all solid players that earn decently big contracts, and we just don't have a cap space to pay all of them or, or any of them. Yeah, and that was a decent idea to move on. Yeah, you know, Austin Corbett, I think he's a great guard. Um, and but I think if we were if we were going to lose somebody on the offensive line, it was going to be Austin Corbett. So um, again, it was one of those things where the writing was on the wall. It would be great to keep them on. I mean, always it's great to would keep to your championship team, but there's players that are going to be hit with this. So like I said, I mean, I think, you know, losing Von Miller, I think was a big one. I, even though, again, there was always that possibility that we were going to lose him after this year. Um, but, you know, really, I think Robert Woods is one of those ones where like, it just felt as a fan, when you first hear it, 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 it kind of hurts your soul a little bit. Um, but then when you, when you think about the reasoning, um, you think you, you hear about the conversations that took place between the Rams and Robert Woods. Uh, I, I, it just, it just made sense. And it, it, it seemed pretty, um, acclable to, to others. I think we always wanted to see Robert Woods, uh, retire as a Ram, but, um, he got his ring. He, he will be solidified in, uh, Rams history for for what he's done for this team for being in two Super Bowls, um, getting us there. I mean, he he. I mean, he was one of the big reasons why we got to the Super Bowl um, in 2018. So it's you know we we owe a lot as Rams fans to Robert Woods. Um, you know he, he him and Cooper Cup were the Isaac Bruce and Tory Holt of of now, and um, you know seeing that departure. Um, just as it did back in, back in, you know, the, you know, mid two thousands was, was rough and it's going to be rough again, but you know, we'll, we'll make it through and um, hopefully better and, you know, more eager um, to win more championships. What about you? Uh, I mean, overall, uh, I agree. Corbett was a solid guard. Um, Just all the, all they they all played into contracts we couldn't afford, uh, so that's how I kind of look at it. Um, I like them. I wish we could have relatively kept them, but they were going to be too expensive. And uh, I'm happy they're getting paid. They all deserve it in some form or fashion. So let's go ahead and move on the quarter three and talk about our signings and our contract restructures. Uh kind of playing into the Rams are opening up cap and making some moves. Uh, Something a lot of people didn't expect, especially seeing our cap situation hasn't been the best, but going into it, Leonard Floyd restructured his contract. uh, Very er, well. It's good for him because I believe it, it ends up getting converted into like uh, bonuses and stuff of that nature. Clears up around twelve million a cap this year, uh, and while clearing up that cap, they sign a. Uh, you probably haven't heard of this wide receiver Zach, just a small name of Allen Robinson, uh, who was with the Bears for a few years. You know, small dude. Uh, they sign him to a three-year deal. Yeah, and I think this was uh, to me this was the biggest shocker um, as far as what what uh, chips fell where they did. Um, only because we when this happened we we all kind of realized well it's 
I mean, they're not going to get rid of their MVP. So it's either going to be Woods or OBJ who's going to be cut from the line and, you know, which one of them was going to be. And it seemed like it was going to be more Woods. So this was, this was kind of shocking. Um, you know, three, three year deal, 46 million, um, including 30 million of that guaranteed. I mean, that's a, it's a solid, it's a solid, uh, uh, cap hit, I guess. Um, I mean, not for year one, but you know, moving forward, it seems like it could be a good cap hit. Yeah. It was a really genius way that they structured this thing for, uh, Robinson, uh, for people, since you're listening, it's 4.3 million cap hit on the first year. Then it's 18, 18.5 for year two and three. And then year they, cause they have void years. That means he doesn't have to play him, but they still have to pay him. Uh, year four and year five are 2.8 respectively. So um, they're really smart with how they kind of structured this contract, especially for year one. And if you count the bonus, we paid uh, Woods. We're paying seven mil for our wide receiver too this upcoming year. Um, I think it's pretty clear they plan on signing someone else on top of restructuring Donald, which I wouldn't put it past or extending Donald. Uh, I wouldn't put it past the Rams also to save money with the Aaron Donald extension. I really wouldn't put it past them. No, I, I think so. Cause I, you know, when, you know, and I, I feel like we're skipping over Robinson a little bit going to Donald, but even, you know, just kind of rounding out Donald's kind of talk about it, you know, listening to even, you know, mentioned today on his call, um, you know, with, with the media that they're working for, they're working with um, Donald's agent and, you know, they're making sure that it's going to be beneficial for both sides. So I, th- I really think they're going to try to save some money, um, but probably also pay Donald out for the long haul. So, um, looking forward to that. I'm glad AD is there's no, there's scenes. The talk of him retiring is, is, has faded away in the past. So, um, hopefully that is for sure. But going back to Robinson, I mean, I mean, this is a player who, um, I mean, in 20, I mean, 2022, he was, or 2021, he was, he did have a decline. Um, he, I mean, he played 12 games and, um, they weren't the most successful, um, games, but, you know, you're, you're also dealing with the red rocket, um, kind of a big shakeup at the QB situation that he year. was tagged. He was tagged. Um, and so there's, there's a lot to that. I mean, you know, there's a reason why the Rams don't use other franchise tag. Um, and you know, especially when you place it on a, you know, a high caliber top 15, uh, wide receiver, um, it just kind of, it, it, I think it feels insulting. I mean, they, uh, a, you know, not trying to bring the Packers back into the mix, but they tried to do that with Devontae Adams. And he's like, yeah, that's not happening. Um, and he got paid with the Raiders. So um, it's like that. But, you know, bringing Robinson, he brings in different talent than, you know, unfortunately Robin Woods had, Robert Woods had. And I think they're, what they're trying to do is they know, I mean, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup were very similar, um, similar players and they could do similar things. And so kind of putting them in and out of their own positions was great. But, you have Cooper Cup who can do pretty much anything. Um, you know, if we whatever we decide to do with Van Jefferson, Van Jefferson's been, you know, especially in the beginning of the year, maybe not so much towards the end and even in the in the playoffs, he was a really big, um, you know, down the field target. Um, and so, you know, if if we continue with Van Jefferson, I think he's still good at you know 
stretching him out down the long haul. But, you know, having someone like Allen Robinson come in and being kind of a jump ball kind of guy who you can just toss the ball up, which, you know, you know, if you go look at a lot of the rehash, all of the plays that Matt Stafford does, Matt Stafford really likes to, Matthew Stafford really likes to do those kinds of throw the ball in the air and, you know, hopefully his receiver gets it. And, you know, when you have a player like Robinson who can be that kind of jump ball catcher, you know, more times than not, he's going to be able to jump for that ball, even if it's higher up in the air than, you know, a a normal receiver can catch it. So I'm really excited to see him play um, and really get out there. You know, I got a lot of messages from Bears fans says, good luck with that guy. And it, it just, it just seemed like, okay, well, this, this is the same story that we hear before, you know, guy doesn't, doesn't necessarily do well in the later seasons. And, you know, they want to blame the guy and we're like, the Rams are like, no, we, we know what, we know what value is in these players. And we've seen it time and time again, I'm not going to go rehash that, but we've seen it again and again and again. And the Rams are just able to bring in these players and make them shine brighter than they've shown in either recent time or throughout their career. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing this battle as, as much as it hurts me that, you know, we, we lost Robert Woods, but we, we I think we got a, uh, a more than capable uh, wide receiver too. No, I'm, I'm like super thrilled Zach to get him. He is perfectly the type of wide receiver that Stafford just gravitates to like there's a reason why Megatron was so electric was not just because Megatron is a top class wide receiver but also because Stafford loves throwing those fades contested fades loves throwing like in perfect place for the wide receiver to be able to jump up and fight through the DB and grab it and a lot, not a lot, but I would say a good amount of interceptions he had last year were contested catches that they threw up, and some of our wide receivers just didn't go for him, mm-hmm. just didn't even try. Like, I remember there was one with DJax where he just watched the DB go down and grab it when he could have cut back and tried to fight for it. Like, some of that is on Stafford, but overall, my, my point is, Robinson is a whole different beast. We had Coot. Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. And which one, Zach, would you say is better at the jump ball? Oh, uh, I would say it, it's it's probably Cooper Cup. Um, and I think ultimately, in my opinion, Zach, that's why you saw Stafford kind of gravitate more towards Cup than Woods. And you have to remember when Woods was signed, Jared Goff was the quarterback. And when Cup was drafted, um, I feel like a lot of McVay's system came off of having really two good possession guys and having one guy who stretched the field because Goff struggled to have multiple reads mm-hmm. in a single play. So he needed to have one guy be able to get open and most time open by scheme, at least in my opinion. For sure. Now I- that's not a limitation. Oh, yeah. And, and I would not, if we sign OBJ back to the thing and, and he's healthy enough to get in, I would not be surprised to start seeing four wideouts and, and seeing what they see, what they can do with that. Like I would not be surprised at all if they can, you know, they, they just want to just drive everyone down the field and, you know, confuse the defense as much as they can and, you know, make successful plays out of that. 
Yeah, good luck trying to cover Cooper Cup, Robinson, OBJ, and like Tutu going down on a fade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I good mean, luck. Yeah, I yeah, I think it's. I think we're looking at a you know an, a, another great season. Um, just got to make sure we keep everybody healthy. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's go and let's try to talk about some uh, free agents. Mean you like. Uh, the Rams right now on spot track have around $8.8 million in cap space. Not a whole lot, but again, they can restructure. They're talking to Donald. That could also lower a cap hit a little bit. A lot of different things. The Rams are very smart with moving around cap. A lot of people don't understand these deals that they sign, you have to look at the guaranteed money, you have to look at the unguaranteed money, and you have to realize at any time, as long as the player's okay with it, they can either extend it, and that means they can split out that dead cap hit over all those years, or they can load up one year, and then in three years from now, they can extend them and split out that dead cap hit again, like we've seen them do this a lot and i feel like sometimes people don't learn from that or they just don't care to learn how like contracts work in the nfl Mm -hmm. especially like high level contracts and smartly written ones like the rams have so it's not as simple as like oh that person has a cap hit for two years it's always going to be that way forever and they're just screwed in two years no that's it's not as simple as that yeah, and I'm glad you're the person on our podcast that handles all of the contracts and the divings in and, you know, the ins and outs of all those things, because sometimes that goes way over my head and way too detailed than, um, than I want to get, you know, sometimes in these, in these contract structures, you know, I'm, I, I look at it and I, I'm like, I really hope that at some point we never get to the MLB because um, this is just going into nonsense now, but uh, I was, I was, I follow the Cincinnati Reds. That's kind of my team of choice when it comes to MLB. And, you know, they're still paying Ken Griffey Jr. 15 million. And he hasn't played in a very long time for the Reds. Um, So, you know, I hope those contracts never get to the fact that where we're paying people three, four, five years, six years out of them not even playing for the team anymore. But, um, but again, I'm not the contract guy. You are. Yeah, they paid Todd Gurley two years after they cut him, and they just finally got him off the books and Cooks a year. So um, we do have a history of paying players after they're gone. And I think that's uh, a, I think I mean, that's fine, because I think a, a lot of those times they were anticipating them to be there longer than they were, um, which is which is fine. Um, but when you know a player is not going to be there for 10 plus years, you know and you're still paying them, you know, six years down the road, you know, it's just, again, weird to me, but anyways, so we want to talk about current free agents. Yeah. Current free agents. Um, so right now the big one, everyone is talking about is Bobby Wagner, Wagner. Uh, what's your take on Bobby Wagner to the Rams? I I'm fully on board with it. I mean, you know, him being an inside linebacker, that's a position that we have kind of somewhat neglected, struggled, neglected or in somewhat struggled in that position. I mean, 
again, it, it kind of goes back to the Darius Williams thing where, you know, we have Troy Reader who, um, you know, had a really good season in, you know, 2020 or was it 2020 or 2019? One of those years, he, he had a really good year and then hasn't really been that that level since he's, he's had to made a, a few good plays here and there, but you know, he's just, it, it just hasn't seemed to work. Um, and I, I really think that, you know, having Bobby Wagner in there, especially when, you know, we, you know, we now don't have to pay for Von Miller. I think this is an excellent choice. And unfortunately, just because of the nature of, you know, Bobby Wagner as his own agent, you don't get to hear more of the inside information than I think you would if he was represented by some sort of agency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Personally, I'm more wanting to prefer a cornerback mm-hmm. free agent. I feel like we should try to fill our secondary. Um, I, I do believe Ernest Jones and whoever's behind him will do a good enough job that like, if we got Bobby Wagner, I would be thrilled. Um, but I would be more thrilled if we got Gilmore because I feel like Gilmore has a lot of gas still left in the tank. Mm-hmm. He could help mentor even Jalen Ramsey and some of the younger DBs because uh, I do think we'll probably end up drafting another one. It's yep. just a, a lot of positives come if we got Gilmore. And you have two lockdown corners of those caliber, like – that's that's going to be rough, rough for whatever offense that goes against them. Do you think Ramsey would enjoy would in, would enjoy Gilmore being on the team? Yeah, I think I think he respects Gilmore. I you know it's just it's you know Ramsey is you know top corner one of the top probably top three corners in the league and you know you you go with this like you are you're the head dog you're the one kind of mentoring these other ones and then bringing Gilmore in to kind of be his equal um but would but it could also open up to be more of that star position where he i think he likes to be he realized i think and i think everyone realized in the second half that he had to be back in the more of the corner spot and following the you know kind of the star receiver on the opposite team but um but i mean i guess that that actually does you know in my mind maybe make some sense of you know bring another top end corner to let ramsey be ramsey and let him do what he, what he thinks could disrupt, you know, the opposing team's offense. So, kind of thinking as we talk, I'm 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 more and more on board. Yeah, I really think that could help him because um, Ramsey does very good when he has freedom and he doesn't feel like he has expectations of one single role, right? And you saw the most freedom he's ever had in 2020. And ever since then, he's been kind of like they're trying to see if he can fit in this star role and kind of go all over the field and that didn't really work. And then they kind of did the pseudo like uh, cornerback one, cornerback two, back and forth. Um, It was kind of a little bit of a mess. They made it work. This defense was pretty good going into the playoffs, good in the playoffs. But I feel like you can get back to that 2020 level by adding back into this cornerback room. And I think Gilmore would be the guy. So Zach, let's go into the draft. Um, Just kind of break down our pick lineup. Again, the Rams don't only have three picks, 
for some reason, everyone in the NFL is surprised at the end of every year when they're like, oh, we didn't think the Rams had any picks. They trade all their picks away. We are masters of the comp like, of, of getting the comp compensatory picks. picks. Yeah, the comp picks. Yeah, comp picks. I was going to shorten it because I cannot <laughs> say that word. Uh, we're masters of getting comp picks. We're very smart about how we run in free agency. We typically don't have a lot of signings, and that means when players leave and we replace them in-house, we get more picks for that. And uh, this year we got uh, five comp picks, one from a departure of a African-American coach getting a upgrade in position. And then four for different players. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, there's only 32 uh, of the normal, um, you know, the comp picks. And, you know, thir- I mean, th- there's only 32. Well, technically, one represented for each team, and the Rams got four of them. Um, just, be able, just because they're able to kind of play out that algorithm um, that's provided to every NFL team that they could try to to do the same thing. So I think it's great, you know. Yeah, you go from having three picks to, um, what is it, uh, eight picks now. So, I, yeah, it's just it's just crazy that the, the Rams are able to do that. And, you know, yes, there's, you know, less needs trademark. And I think it's slowly fading away of the FM picks. But, um, but man, you know, he I, it doesn't seem to that. When you look at this math, it seems like they have as many, if not more, than most teams have. Um, yeah, you may not have a first or second round pick, but, you know, realistically, the Rams haven't even been super great in the past at picking first or second round picks. It's been in the third and aboves where they really have found their um, their bread and butter. their bread and butter. And, you know, the the players almost of the future have have seemed to come out from um, those picks. Yeah, we've had so many great like third to six round picks. But I I agree with you. It's their bread and butter. Um, The Rams don't necessarily um, have to pick always in the first and second. A lot of people don't understand. Like, you draft in the first and second to get star starters or quality starters. But when you already have a team full of your big name, like, billets being filled, you have seven or eight players you can pay $10 million or more and you already have all those filled up, you really don't need to pick in the first or second round because at that point, you're just wasting um, you're wasting opportunity to get value for those picks in other uh, ways, kind of like trading for players, trading for uh, depth, stuff like that. Um, so looking in this draft, our highest pick is 104 overall. And then uh, going to fourth round, we have 142, and then 175, 211, 212, 218, 238, 253. Our needs for this draft, uh, Zach, I really see us getting a cornerback. I see us getting a running back. Uh, I actually wouldn't be surprised if our first pick is a running back. Uh uh, yeah, so you know, I don't disagree. I think I, you know, I, I feel like the running back game. We just keep going in cycles, and we, I mean, we we found Cam Akers, and I know we're probably looking at trying to figure out um, who's going to be behind him. But um, 
we need depth. We do there. need we do need depth. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm looking I'm looking for I I do think a running back is going to be in the picture. I do think um, a cornerback will be in the the picture. I I may yeah. see that one be later down the road. I mean, Robert Rochelle has had you know had a pretty good season, and I think he's he's a, he's a comparable backup. I like but cornerback is one of those, uh, one of those positions where it is from everything I've heard a relatively stronger draft for cornerback. Mm-hmm. So if one drops, it's one of those picks where I feel like the Rams are definitely going to take best available. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's like someone who they're like, oh, we thought this would be a first rounder or like a high second rounder, and he just happened to fall on their laps. I do think they would take one of those. Uh, picks with a cornerback or something, but I think their plan will most likely, knowing how Sean McVay always drafts, will probably be a running back mm-hmm. uh, for depth or possibly like uh, uh, taking over for that second overall spot for running back. Uh, just as long as it's not a wide receiver, um, <laughs> I'm I'm really. I'm really not for that being the first overall pick. Uh, you know, as much as again, I this is not I'm not dogging Tutu oh well. I think he's he's a great player and I think he he can be a star. Um but I ne- didn't necessarily want a wide receiver the you know, second round last year or the first, their the Rams first pick. So um and again, that has nothing to do with Tutu oh well at all. It's just I didn't really want them to pick up another wide receiver. Um so that's just coming from where that is. Um, other things, I think they're going to be more deep. To me, I think they're going to pick up more defensive players than offensive players. If I'm looking at this, um, you know, I, I really think that you're going to look for, you know, some pieces around the edge um, to fill in. Um, you're going to be looking at the, I think you're, you're going to look in the safety and the, you know, the cornerback and the secondary levels just to um, kind of have a well-balanced team and making sure you have that depth mm-hmm. yeah uh i believe rap is leaving or he's up his contract's up net the end of next year so i definitely could see safety being a option yeah and you know i think taylor rap has had his moments and he's had really great times to shine uh i just i don't know if i see an extension coming his way for the from the rams we don't pay or extend safeties you would have to be a top five league safety and even then i don't know if the rams like for some reason as a franchise they don't like signing safeties yeah no um, i get it i it definitely rap um you know me i'm not the biggest fan of rap i think he's a solid box type safety um i feel like he would fit in other schemes a lot more better than ours i think it would be great safety for the dolphins Mm -hmm. or a great safety for maybe the steelers with how they blitz and stuff but we're not a team that does that a lot um so we don't necessarily need that as much as other teams i agree all right. Well, do you have any 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 other big things that are happening? I just was checking to make sure that we didn't miss anything earth shattering before we wrap things up. Um, but hopefully, we, you know, we didn't we haven't really we, we spoke a little bit about it in the the um, 
the intro kind of of the shakeup and maybe we'll have to do a podcast of kind of going through the shakeup and seeing where how the Rams are positioned now um, with all the QBs um, seems like they're moving all to the AFC. Uh, but um, kind of looking at that, kind of breaking down, you know, kind of our anticipations um, for, you know, for the fall, um, giving kind of a little preview even maybe before the draft. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens in the rest of free agency. Uh, the draft, I look forward to uh, being asleep the whole first day and then, you know, waking up uh, two hours after the second, you know, day starts and then eventually getting to a Rams pick only to have them trade back 20 times. So <laughs> that's going to be, we, we all been there waiting and getting so happy we're finally picking and then they just trade back and they're like, okay, well, I got to go reheat my food and go waste. 45 minutes to finally see them pick yeah that's so that's always my birthday weekend it always falls on the draft um and so yeah i i always get to spend the draft um getting updates to my phone on on when the rams get to uh, pick but um but yeah this i think this is this is super strong episode guys uh i hope you guys all enjoyed it uh, more good stuff coming your way we're always going to try to improve and uh, better this podcast um, but if you have any questions or have feedback so that we can better this podcast, you can send them to feedback at eastcoastrams.com or hit us up on Twitter. Um, our official Twitter account, uh, has for East Coast Rams is at East Coast Rams. Um, but you can also follow us at, I am, uh, at Zach Mayer and Ashton is at Rams fan Ashton one. Um, but yeah, this is, this has been great. Ashton, got any final departing words? Uh, Go Rams and let's get that second Super Bowl ring, Zach. Yeah, so right now we are the East Coast Rams Championship Podcast team. I think we can say that, right? We're, we're, the, we're a championship podcast team? Yes, we are world champions of a sport mostly played in North America. On a podcast uh, to everybody. So, all right, guys, good... Good talk, Ramley. We hope to see you guys next time.